back, folks, here on WrestleRant Radio for April 11, 2019, the post-WrestleMania week edition of WrestleRant Radio, that is, coming off our amazing WrestleMania weekend in Brooklyn, New York, New Jersey, what have you. Technically, New Jersey doesn't even technically exist. According to WWE, the event took place in the shadow of New York City. Uh, that's what they called it on Sunday, but a great time nonetheless. Today's WrestleRant Radio will be used to recap, break down, and analyze all the events that we attended, Alexis and I, who was joining me here on the call here today. First of all, Alexis, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, GSM? Well, of course, you're here on the show to help me break down, analyze, give our two cents on the entire WrestleMania weekend. Uh, not only the shows that we went to, but like literally every experience, which as I mentioned to you before we went live, um, it's going to be hard to re- like review, like offer a formal review of every show that we went yeah. to because we went to fucking four and two access sessions and WrestleCon. So technically like seven things within four, uh, you know, five to six days, which is pretty I mean, unreal. Including uh, post-WrestleMania issues that we had. That would probably be another whole thing in, on its own. Of course. Like I said, if we go over the hour mark here today, i got to take off in about an hour and 20 minutes. We'll try to keep it short and sweet for each segment. But we will absolutely mention the uh, trials and tribulations that we faced along the way, coming out of WrestleMania specifically. Because aside from that, we didn't really have any issues with anything in, 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 in terms of travel and getting to places, coming from places. It was largely WrestleMania that was a fucking nightmare. So we'll discuss that momentarily, along with all the other events that transpired over WrestleMania weekend, uh, including but not limited to WrestleMania Access, WrestleCon, NXT TakeOver, Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard, WrestleMania 35 itself, and Monday Night Raw. But before we get to any of that, guys, you can check out full episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday, not only on NextDayWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. You can review the show, subscribe to the show, you'll get every new episode on Thursdays, and all the archived episodes dating back to October of 2013. As far as me, you can find me on the socials on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant, on Facebook at Facebook.com, backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews, and also on YouTube at YouTube.com, backslash Graham, or backslash C, backslash Matthews. A massive video blog going up soon with all the experiences that we uh, saw over the course of WrestleMania weekend, including all the things that we'll be talking about here today. And I had to start uploading all the videos that I took at uh, TakeOver and Mania and Raw and G1 Supercard. And there was a shit ton. There was like a hundred on my phone the last time I checked. But uh, Alexis was filming as well over the course of the weekend. So hopefully she'll have her own video blog up with a, probably like an hour time length um, when all is said and done. But yeah, you took plenty of video over the course of the weekend, Alexis. I, yeah, I, I did. I honestly just started editing it, I want to say, like, late last night at, until about, like, 2 in the morning. Like, I was editing the whole thing, and I'll probably release it in, like, two parts. Like, maybe, like, I don't know, split it in half somehow. Um, right now, we're up to uh, TakeOver. There's still plenty to go from that point, because that was merely the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yep, that was, like, that was not even a full 24 hours after being in New York. So pretty much what she's saying is that the video will be done by, like, next month. So keep on the uh, lookout for that. That'll be up momentarily. My video will likely be even longer because I took so many fucking videos. Her videos are better, but I took videos of literally anything I thought would be newsworthy. Um, I think the only thing I really missed was Hulk Hogan coming back. Aside from that, like, literally every big moment from TakeOver, G1 Supercard, Mania, and Raw, I got on video. So... 
It'll all be there and then some in the video blogs, both hers and mine, in the days, weeks, months to come, whatever. But um, yeah, an absolutely amazing weekend in Brooklyn. First of all, I do want to mention this. We stayed at a great hotel, um, which I do want to recommend here real quick. It's called the Brooklyn House Hotel, BKLN, or BKLYN, excuse me, yeah. Hotel in uh, right down from the subway. Can't specify exactly where it is. I think it's on Flushing Avenue. Uh, it's about it's 10. By, it's between like Beaver Street and Flushing Avenue. Okay, so right around that area, about 10, 15 minutes away from Barclays. A little more with that than that with traffic. But, uh, yeah, overall, a great stay at that hotel. Actually, Alexis landed that back in early February and booked that up for us about two, three months ago. So uh, good catch on the hotel. Well, thank you very much. The problem, the problem though, was finding something that's relatively cheap in New York. Because we, we did look originally at, like, Manhattan just because I personally thought everything was going to be in New York City because they advertised this whole, oh, it's in New York, it's in New York, and it's not really in New York, it's in the shadow of New York. Um, so then I looked at stuff in, like, Brooklyn because we were going to more things in the Brooklyn area, and I just somehow found something that's, like, around 150 a night, which really is a steal when you think about it. And they have a lot of sales and stuff. They had free breakfast. They had a whole bunch of stuff. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a great deal overall, so great catch with that hotel. Hopefully we stay there again in the future. Like I said, if we go to another show at the Barclays Center, whatever it is, um, that'd be a great place to stay. So well recommend the Brooklyn House Hotel right by Beaver, Flushing Avenue. Um, it's about not too far from Barclays, so definitely check it out if you're in the area. But like you said, we were all over the fucking place over the course of five or six days between Brooklyn, between New York City, between... Am I even allowed to say East Rutherford, New Jersey? Because they kept calling it New York on Sunday. But it technically was New Jersey. We crossed the border. We were in another state. I don't care what the company tells you. That's where we were. But we were all over the Northeast uh, between Thursday and Tuesday of this past week. And, uh, yeah, we booked this trip well in advance. Okay, not well in advance like everyone else. We booked it kind of late, like in February. And we got everything locked up. Uh, The only thing that we were not planning on going to, we were planning on going to Access, and I kind of planned everything out with the events that we were going to and what to do what day. So, for example, we went to Access on Friday the morning of TakeOver because both the events were in the Brooklyn area. And then we went to WrestleCon in New York City on Saturday because it was in the same area as G1 Supercard that same night. So I tried to do everything with a rhyme and a reason. Um throughout the weekend. The only thing that we were not planning on until like literally that day was going to access a day early, the first access session of the weekend, Thursday night at the Brooklyn Pier 12, I believe it was called. Um, Wasn't too far from the hotel, but we got to the hotel. We got to New York City, took the subway to, uh, to the hotel, got to where we were going, checked in, immediately left, got to access about 10, 50 minutes late, but soon after it started, and still had a great time. So that was the only event that we were not anticipating on going to. But in retrospect, I'm very happy that we attended. So, oh, um, I am extremely happy that we went there. And I, I talked about this many times with you as to why I was happy. And especially like a couple superstars that really did shock me. So, well, no, no pun intended. I mean, I was going to say no pun intended as in like the Undisputed Air. But we didn't meet the Undisputed Air. Although we did meet the Undisputed Air back in October. Um, that's another experience for another time. But that said, this was your first access session, my second. Uh, what were your overall thoughts of the session itself? Before we get into who we met and we'll reveal yeah. for you know who we met from each session, um, yeah. your overall experience at access, walking in, hearing the music, seeing everything that was set up and how it was set up and the superstars and just the layout of the overall access experience. 
Um, I thought it was it was fucking awesome. Like that walkway that we first got in, it was like all black, all the black curtains. They were playing wrestling music. It almost felt like we were entering, like we were about to go on stage in front of everybody. I feel like they wanted you to they wanted you to feel like that. So it, that was pretty cool. I really liked that. I I think they did a good job of including everything for everybody. Like um, they had and and the whole thing with the ring, like they were taping matches. That was fucking cool. Hope we didn't get a chance to do that, but hopefully, like next year um, when we go, fingers crossed, if we go. Um, when we go, let's be real. Check, check. Okay, okay. When we go, I, I like the sound of that. But when we go next year, um, we can check that out because I really wanted to look at that and the entrances. That was really cool. Everything was so cool, like just so interesting to me. And I really liked the whole like the the setup for the superstars. Although we were talking about it, some of it could be changed so that more people could meet them. Because, you know, it was just, it was just a little frustrating at times. But overall, I really enjoyed it both days. I really did. The Superstore was amazing, too. So everything, I, I would give it a give it a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, I've been to Access now twice. Three times if you include the two days that we went. I kind of include that as, like, one giant Access experience if you don't count, like, whatever, the two different sessions. But, um, yeah, it was structured a little differently this time with, like, three or four Superstars to a a meet and greet as opposed to just one. The last time I went, I just met Grand Metallic of Lucha House Party, uh, Cedric Alexander and Baron Corbin, which was cool, but this time we got to meet like four times as many people at Access alone, not even counting WrestleCon, which we'll get to momentarily. But um, Access, yeah, what I was also going to mention between the two times that I went, or actually three times between the two sessions that we went to, we were only able to do so much because obviously you want to meet as many people as you can, but in doing that, mm-hmm. And waiting in line for so long, at least an hour minimum. It's usually at least an hour to meet anybody. Pictures, autographs, yeah. whatever. Usually longer than that. Um, you kind of sacrifice checking out the other stuff, too. And there's plenty of stuff to take pictures of. Like, they had a whole DX exhibit, which was cool, since they were going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. They had a ring that you could stand in in the Legends Hall, which, like, you could take a photo op with Mean Gene Okerlund or, like, a, like a billboard, not his fucking corpse. But that was pretty cool. Um, they had plenty of other stuff to check out, too, between the Call Your Own match, which would have been awesome to do maybe next time. They have the entrance ramp, which we almost did, but we just didn't have time. And the only opportunity we had to, we had to do it on Friday, we were just both exhausted physically and mentally by that point. So we didn't do it, but we just hung out instead. But um, they have food there and all this other stuff. So I like the layout of Access. The lines could be structured a bit differently, but at least you get as many people as you can in one session, which is cool. I don't like the whole changeover thing because they don't tell you who's going to be where at what time. I, I don't like mm-hmm. that. I feel like it's not well organized. And they also don't promise that you get to meet that person either because they don't close off the line. Like, okay, these people will meet these people before they leave. But you don't. Mm-hmm. they don't even tell you that. So that could be a bit better organized. Um, but yeah, overall, we had a great time. We'll check out all that other stuff another time. You can't always meet certain people because by the next time we go, some of these people may not be there. So yeah, the, the biggest reason why we went to the session was because we knew Alistair Black was going to be there. And sure enough, we walk in. The first line that we see is for Alistair Black, specifically Alistair Black, Natalia, and Leo Rush. So it's like, okay, awesome. We hop in line. We're waiting in there for a while. The line barely moves. And granted, it should be noted, too. We... I want to say we waited in that line for almost two hours total. 
Yes, almost two hours total. We got there at like 6.15, 6.20. We got in the line around 6.30 after checking out the entire building because like you said, they have the matches being taped, which we couldn't really check out like sitting in front of the ring, but we could check out from where we were sitting near the VIP session, which was cool. But um, yeah, we were waiting there for about two hours solely for Aleister Black. Leo Rush would have been cool, Natalia, I don't really give two shits about, but that would have been fine. But Aleister Black was really why we were waiting. And it got to a certain point, it's like, okay, we're not going to be able to meet them. It's getting way too late. It's going to change over in a few minutes. It, it, the line was just moving way too slow. I don't know why that is. Maybe they took their time. I don't know what the hell was going on. Because we were in a similar line the very next day, and it took an hour, if that, to meet three other people, which we'll talk about it in a second. Like, it took 45 minutes, I would say. 45 minutes, exactly. So that's on them. But, um, yeah, so it got to a certain point where we knew we were not going to meet Aleister Black, which sucked, but we were still able to meet three more people, and we're thinking, okay, it's got to be someone big. At least one notable name is in each line here. Like, also at well, that session, you know, they had Primo and yeah. Epico. They had the, thing, the thing was that we, we thought, okay, well, I mostly thought, I'm like, all right, so this line is filling up behind us. It's, like, after 8 o'clock at this point. And we saw, like, we even saw, we, you and I both saw Leo Rush, like, leaving. So that was cool. He was, like, right in front of us. But I saw, like, a bunch of people coming in the line, like, after us, like, behind us. The line was filling up. So we're like, okay, someone good is coming in this line. Like, at least we have that to look forward to. No, exactly. At least we have someone good to look forward to. At least it's going to be one notable name. Sure enough, we arrive at the very front because they left maybe 10 minutes before we got there. So had we gotten in line like 10 minutes earlier or gotten there like a little bit sooner, we might have been able to get in. But you never know. It's It all worked out for a reason. So we get to the front. We find out that Mandy Rose is there. Okay, so you're not the biggest Mandy Rose fan. I, I'm a decent fan of her, not a big fan of her, whatever. Then we, then we come to find, well, not as much as the next person. We come to find out that the next person in line and Mandy Rose was fine. She wasn't, like, overly nice. She was whatever. The ne- We come to find out the next person in line is none other than Mickey James, who I'm a fan of. You are no fan of whatsoever. She is easily the one of the most despised superstars on the entire roster by you. So, that was a I, treat. I fucking hate Mickey James, mostly because of how goddamn annoying she is. She's so irritating. She's like a little five-year-old. But rest assured, I mean, she, she was nice, but... She, I just, I fucking hate her character. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this has to be a joke. Well, tell me how you really feel about Mickey James. But yeah, that was fine. <laughs> uh, you know, she was nice, so whatever. Then we're like, okay, Manny Rose, Mickey James, he's going to get someone big, getting a big name, Hall of Famer, world champion, blah, blah, blah. It's Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Now, listen, I'm as big of a fan of the club as anybody. I like Anderson. I like Gallows. They're two good dudes, they're two funny guys. They're fucking losers right now. They're losers. They're on their way out of the company, and it could not be any more apparent that they want to leave the company based off her interaction with them alone. <laughs> they, they wanted to die. We walk up there. We're waiting for maybe 10, 15 seconds because one of them was on their phone. I think it was Carl Anderson. He was on his phone. We're like, okay, we're waiting here. Walk up, do the two sweet. They were nice. Took the picture. Classic picture. Luke Gallows looks like he wants to be anywhere but there. It was amazing, and I'm glad we met him, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, they're on their way out. They'll be AEW bound by the end of 2019. They just look absolutely miserable, so that was uh, that was interesting, so we're like, okay, that was a glorified waste of time, because we, we didn't really get to meet anyone that we were like big fans of, 
So we're like, okay, so who else can we meet? We walked over to the other part of the arena, who I don't know who was there before who we ended up meeting, because we didn't walk over there prior to that, because I didn't know if there was anyone to meet over there. Uh, And they had two different meet and greets on that side. So we walk over there, and we find out that in one line, you have Bobby Lashley, who at that point was the Intercontinental Champion, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and Lita. That's a pretty stacked lineup right there, considering that two of those guys, former Raw Tag Team Champions, Lashley, the current Intercontinental Champion, and Lita's a Hall of Famer, and she's great too. I've already met Lita, had no real interest in meeting her, she was cool, but the other ones I really wanted to meet badly, so we waited in line, no real guarantee that we'd be able to meet them, um, because we got in line like an hour before access ended, mm-hmm. and then... They, they even they even told us at the front of the line, she kind of uh, advocated against us waiting in the line because she told us it probably wasn't going to work out, but we were just like, you know what, we have nothing else to do anyways, what are we going to do, stand around or go in the Superstore, like, let's, let's just wait in the line, let's give it a shot. Exactly, so we had nothing better to do anyway, so we got in line, we ended up meeting them with some time to spare too. Uh, first up was Bobby Lashley, who I've always been a big fan of. You have never really cared much for Bobby Lashley's on-air character, currently is abysmal for the most part. Um, but we get up to the front, he could not have been nicer. Oh my god. I've already said this way too many times, but I will say it again gladly. Like, I fucking hated him. Probably, I would say a little bit less than I hated, than I currently hate Mickey James, but um, I, like, was holding her stuff or whatever. I was, sta- I was standing at the front because I wasn't going to take a picture of him because I'm like, I don't really give a shit about this guy. He's so friendly. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a picture with him. So I told you to get your phone out. And you I, you probably didn't hear me. I don't think you heard me. And he just says, he, he's like, you got it on video too. He's like, come on over. Come on over. The world is yours. Like, you're more than welcome to come over here. I'm like, oh, my God. He's so nice. He had, like, a fancy outfit on. He was also, like, really funny. Like, he had a really nice way about him which was really cool. And we even found out the next day later while we were waiting in another line to meet another group of people. Um, I found out on Twitter, like, cause I tweeted about it later that night, how nice he was and how he like changed my mind about him and how I'm a Bobby Lashley fan now. And he retweeted it and then like commented on the retweet hashtag the Lashley effect, which was really cool. Yeah, that was sick. That was a surreal experience. Um, I'd never had the chance to meet him before, so I didn't know he was that nice. I knew he was a nice guy. I didn't know he was going to be that nice. He was easily the most energetic person. I think we met all weekend, to be honest with you, at Access, because we, had, we yeah. had a lot of nice people. But he was easily the most like energetic, which is shocking considering it was like 9.30 on a Thursday night, right before it WrestleMania was, weekend. Yeah, it was, it was that and the fact that his session was almost up. And the fact that his character on television is so fucking cardboard, like, so boring, so lack of personality, like, it's just, his character is completely opposite of what he is in real life, like, it's a shock. No, absolutely, which is why you need to meet these people to realize, like, how nice some of these superstars are, including Bobby Lashley, so, he was really, really cool, Uh, we both got separate pictures with him. Um, Lita was nice. You didn't meet Lita. I took a quick picture with her. I've already met her before, so that was whatever. We got to meet Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. They were cool, too. They were clearly exhausted, but, uh, they were both chill. Mm -hmm. I've been a big Bobby Roode fan for, like, close to a fucking decade now, so it was awesome to finally meet him. Chad Gable, I've always been a long supporter of him as well, so we got two great pictures with them. 
And um, yeah, that was the end of our access run. But your thoughts on meeting uh, Gable and Rude and Lita as well? Um, Lita, don't care about. I walked right past her. I think she had the idea that I didn't care to meet her. So whatever. Sorry, Lita. Um, Bobby Rude and Chad Gable, they were they were fine. Um, I don't. They were just they were on the more reserved side. It was just after meeting Bobby Lashley that I was like, what? You guys aren't you guys aren't this excited? Like, come on. I don't know. I was more like I was more excited that Bobby Lashley was so nice like he really he really blew me away about that I was like holy shit he's actually nice he actually has a personality not the cult of personality but close enough so yeah he was cool oh good lord I knew that was coming but yeah I didn't know that was coming but uh, we made that joke I think once before and uh in line while waiting for Bobby Lashley but anyway so that was cool um access overall was a uh raving success on Thursday night we headed back Friday morning I found out they were having a um, meet and greet with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. So our second access session that we had planned on originally was at 1, and the Hawkins and Ryder meetup was at 11. And it was only limited, according on, to the website online, to the www.com website, that it was only limited to the first 300 people. So we got there early. We left at like 8 or 9 or something. I think it was around like 8. We got there around 9. Uh, we were in line for a while, too. We were outside for a little while because it was at the Superstore, but you had to wait outside. So that was kind of cold, and it was getting to the point where we were like, okay, we got to wait inside because it's fucking freezing out here, and it was really windy yeah, and shit. Yeah, was shivering. We were both shivering. Yeah, it was, it was It was getting pretty bad, but thankfully we got in there soon enough, around 11, 11.30. Around, actually, it was like, like closer to 12, actually. Um, it was before our session started, and we got to meet Hawkins, got to meet Ryder, very cool. I met Hawkins already twice before. This is my third time meeting him, so nothing too new there. But Zack Ryder, I've always really wanted to meet. Former IC champion. Had him sign the belt. He was great. Um, the best part of that interaction, though, was going to meet them and talking to Zack Ryder. And because I was talking to Zack Ryder, I was too distracted by the fact by him to notice the fact that Kurt Hawkins was signing my IC title on the other end, which was a big no-no, um, solely because the whole gimmick of my belt currently is to have all former IC champions sign it. Granted, it wasn't too big of an offense just because we've already had Xbox sign it by accident twice, mind you. So <laughs> it, it wasn't the end of the world. And he felt bad when I told him that. Um, he gave me a, he gave me a second autograph anyway, but he, you could tell he felt bad about it. Zack Ryder was laughing his ass off about it. He was making fun of the fact <laughs> that I was wearing a Matt Riddle shirt, the original bro shirt. Um, they were both really, really nice. Glad to have met them. So your thoughts on meeting up Ryder and Hawkins before Access? Um, they were cool, yeah. Nothing nothing too special, but I thought Zach Ryder was very energetic. He got he got a huge kick out of that. He was very, very talkative. So he, he was another one. He was really nice too. Yeah, no, he was cool. I mean the guy just got engaged the night prior, so you could tell how happy he was just from that alone. But um yeah, before Access, you already mentioned this, but we checked out the superstore both on Thursday night and before our session on Friday. Um, you kind of already mentioned it, but like I said, your thoughts on the Superstore and the vast amount of merchandise they have. Not just for WrestleMania, but like for every Superstar imaginable. Um, that was fucking awesome. I thought that was really cool. Uh, they had more things than I didn't even know they had. Like, when we were looking on Friday, I freaked out because they had the Dang O'Brien WWE Championship belt there, which I really want. Like, that's like number one. Like, I really want that. Just because it's so cool and it's recyclable, so <laughs> I, I, oh, thought God. Was, I thought that was really sick. So that was like one of my favorite things. They had a lot of cool shirts there that I've never seen before, like the Charlotte Flair one. I was teetering between the main event one 
the Charlotte Flair one and the bad reputation one or the bad the like a Ronda Rousey one. Yeah, the bad rep like a, one, yeah. It looked so cool. Like I was teetering between those three, which I'd never seen before. They sold like weird ass things I didn't even know was possible, like the fucking Roman Reigns vest. Like okay. Mm. But yeah, that was that was really cool. The only thing I would recommend was like maybe I didn't see like I saw more general like WrestleMania attire as opposed to like specific wrestling shirts. Like I don't know, they probably did that on purpose because they wanted people to wear more WrestleMania stuff. But yeah, that would be my only that would be my only thing. But I thought it was I thought it was awesome. And you even got the Hardy Boys Funko Pops too, which was cool. Yeah, for half the price, it was advertised as being thirty bucks because they're fifteen each. But uh, they're in the same mm-hmm. pack and ended up being like 15-something. So I was like, oh, shit, I'll take it. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she fucked that up on the register, but who cares? Yeah, her fuck-up was our gain, so that was cool. It saved me $15. But, uh, yeah, that was a pretty cool get. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and went to Access after that. Or, no, we got to talk about Access real quick from that day. So Access that day, we got to meet even more people than we did on Thursday. But because we were so mm-hmm. early, because we got done to the Superstore around like 12.45, we got in line. Long line, but it, it filters in quickly. Very quickly. Um, very, much quicker than it did a few years ago when I went. So as soon as the doors open, when they when they started at one, everyone filters in immediately, and we got in line immediately. We were first gonna meet Drew McIntyre, Tamina, and I forgot who else. Until I found a better line, and I called you over. It was Sting, Ginny from NXT UK, and EC3. So I'm like, okay, EC3 and Sting alone, well worth checking out here. So we went to um, that booth. Waited for, like you said earlier, about 45 minutes. And uh, that was when you found out the Lashley retweet thing, which was cool. And um, all three of them were very, very nice. Sting was great. I've been trying to meet him for a few years now. He was super nice. He was like, oh, you can finally cross this off your bucket list. He was awesome. EC3, very talkative, very charismatic. Um, we didn't even yeah. really try to like strike up a conversation with him. He just kind of went off by himself. He was like holding us back just to talk to us, which was really cool. Um, yeah. So he was really nice, and Jenny was talking about, like, NXT UK, because I mentioned I watched the show, and she was, like, taken aback by, like, oh, you actually watched the show, because <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people there who don't even know the brand exists on the on the WWE Network, so she was super nice, too. But, uh, yeah, your thoughts on meeting uh, those three great people? Um, that was That was probably, I would say, that was the best cluster of people, like, total, in meeting them, like, in order just because all three of them we all we had a comp separate conversation with each of them like each group of people and they, they were so so nice like bobby lashley yes he was amazing but he was the only one that was like very like very friendly and very nice in his session everybody here very very nice very talkative ec3 was very funny very charming um nothing like graham though wow uh um, what a burial and then <laughs> Sting was very nice. The picture we got was fucking magical. I love that picture. It's awesome. And then Ginny was very, very nice too. She was very friendly. She had a really, really pretty accent too. Yeah, no, she was nice. She was super nice. So she'll be actually be defending, or I mean, as of this recording, she'll be defending the or going for the NXT UK Women's Championship on Wednesday show. By the time this goes up, it would have already happened, but I'll be checking that out. But yeah, they were cool. Um, we immediately went to the next line, which took way longer probably because of the vip people coming over so often we waited in line for at least an hour and a half 
Um, no, two. Uh, I would say that was that was easily like two hours. That that line was the worst line we waited in. It literally like the line was probably I want to say like uh, almost two thirds full, but we waited in that line for like over two hours. Like it did not move, and it was to the point where I'm like. I gotta bring food in here. Like, I really don't want to leave the line because it feels weird to leave the line mm-hmm. and then come back because they closed off the line. So I didn't want to be like, "Hey, I have to get through." Like, but I ended up doing that because I had to get food. Like, I was fucking starving because we were waiting in that line for forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a long line. Easily the the worst line that we waited in all weekend in terms of the fact that it did not move at all. Um, no. And it was it would have been cool to meet Kane, have him sign the title, but it wasn't a big deal. Who we ended up meeting up instead, that we the, the people we ended up meeting up and uh, meeting ended up meeting instead, excuse me, were uh, very nice. We ended up meeting Heath Slater and Rhino, Tony Nice and Tori Wilson. So a pretty good solid crew of people. I like Slater and Rhino. Tony Nice was very nice. They were all very nice. Um, so we got to meet all four of them. So yeah, thoughts on meeting those people. Um, they were nice. I, Tony Nice was pretty cool. I I liked him, so he was cool. Tori Wilson. Um, I, this doesn't have to do with us, but there were these really annoying ass people behind us. They were like so loud, so talk. They kept talking to Tori, and you could tell she was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like she was so annoyed. You could tell she didn't really want to be there because everybody was bothering her. But she was really nice too. She was pretty cool. Uh, we both got in the picture with her. I took a picture. I took the the rest of the pictures of just you and them, so they were they were pretty nice. Yeah, they were pretty nice too. Um, also, while walking around, we ran into the Mrs. Dad, which was so random. But I had to get a picture with him. The guy was uh, very nice. Um, I appreciate the time that I got to uh, take the picture with him. He was that was pretty fucking cool, Mr. Miz, which was hilarious. Um, Marisa's mom was waiting by where we ate food, so I took a picture with her. Um, Marjo from Ms. and Mrs. Great show. Um, Rob Schamberger, the artist. He's on the WWE YouTube channel. I've been watching him for about five years now. He was really, he was like surprised they even knew him or wanted to take a picture with him. Um, but he was, he was nice as well. So yeah, great time is at, at access. Very exhausting. If you don't like to stand and walk around, access may not be for you. I don't like doing that stuff either, but I like to put that stuff aside because it's worth it to meet these people and do all the things that WrestleMania access has to offer. Um, but it was cool. I mean, we'll, we'll see about going next time. I'm sure we will, but, uh, depending on who's on what day, I would definitely say, do your research before you go. So you know, yeah. who's going to be there. If you really, really, really want to meet one person, then go to that line immediately. Cause it's not like you can meet a hundred people. You can't meet everybody. It's impossible. The lines yeah. are way too long. Um, you got to pick and choose, but I'm glad that we met who we did and we had an awesome time and I'm very happy. We went to both acts, <clears throat> both access sessions. We met like at least a dozen people between both sessions. So it was cool. It was well worth it. Um, so we took off from there and then we went to take over that night with Mr. Marceau, RJ, who you had met for the first time. Um, and Takeover yeah. was uh, phenomenal. I thought it was a great show overall. Like I said earlier, we're not doing a full-on review of every match on every fucking show. We'd be here until Sunday. But um, overall, I thought Takeover was tremendous and the best NXT show I've ever been to the best takeover I've ever attended, and the best, uh, one of the best wrestling shows I've ever been to, period. So this was your first taste of NXT. We've been watching NXT together for a few months now, but this was your first NXT show. Uh, what was your biggest mm. takeaway coming off of TakeOver New York on Friday? Um, 
I don't know. Like it was, it was really, really cool to be a part of and like watch it. And there were a lot. What there were a lot of championship matches, or am I thinking of something else? No, you're right. Every match was a championship match. Yeah, that that was that was pretty damn cool. Some of the matches, I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Like Shayna Baszler, like I can't, I just can't. I want to punch her. Um, but Johnny Gargano, like, oh my god, that was that was awesome. That was an awesome moment. Like there was just a lot of cool. It, it was well balanced between like wins and losses in terms of like keeping it realistic like they didn't want to have everybody win that's like in the favor of the audience um it was it was really cool i i love the saw like the way they do the um the video you call them video packages or something like with velveteen dream and matt riddle yep first of all that was probably i would say my favorite match i feel like that's such a great combination like matt riddle and Velveteen Dream. What a fucking awesome combination that is. Um, and I, re- I really I really like him. I think he's funny. And I know you like him too. Um, so I thought their, vid- their video packages are really, really cool with those two. Especially using that song, um, that Billie Eilish song. So, yeah, very creative, very artistic. I liked it. It wasn't, I don't think it was my favorite show. Like, I know it was yours, and I know I'm probably going to get shit for this, but it wasn't my favorite show. It that's was not, very good, though. That's not a, that's not a bad that's not a bad opinion. Yeah, I mean, I know two thumbs up for me, but it wasn't it wasn't the best show. Like, it wasn't my favorite experience. Although RJ made it very enjoyable because that that man is very funny. That's different. Though. There's a big difference between what you think is the best show and what you think is the favorite show. But even if you thought another show was the best, I mean, it's all subjective anyway. So that's not. That's not a bad opinion. Yeah. If you said if you said that we went to, I don't know. I don't even. We have we, we there wasn't a bad show that we went to all weekend really. So I don't even know really what it would be. Um, but if you said like the house show that we went to was better than that, then I would probably take it a task. But that's a that's a pretty bad opinion. <laughs> that's a pretty shit opinion. But uh, no, the show is excellent. It was a, it was a ten out of ten in my opinion. I fucking love that next day. I bleed black and blue anytime I like have a cut in my hand like there's literal black and black and not black and blue I'm sorry black and gold black and gold is what comes out through my veins I love NX Day um, the show is amazing like you said Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream was a lot of people's favorite match of the night they had a really cool clash looking forward to the inevitable rematch the tag title match that kicked off the show was one of the best matches all weekend um, and I think rightfully so I think a lot of people praised that match and it was as yeah, perfect. I really liked that one. That was an, that was another favorite of mine. That was a really good one. Fantastic match, as fitting of a farewell as you could have for Black and Ricochet from NXT. Day. They went out on a high note. Um, thank you, Black. Thank you, Ricochet. Chance um, NXT. You deserve it. Blah blah blah. They were very emotional. Great way to kick off the show. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. They showed Kushida I in the crowd. It- Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it was it was perfect timing. Like instead of ending it or having it in the middle, they had it in the very beginning. It was perfect. Yeah, it was a great way to kick off the show. You thought the show might peak early with that, but they only continue to produce bangers from that point forward. Um, so great match. Riddled and Dream was after that. I already talked about that. Kushida was in the crowd. That was cool. I guess they announced his arrival earlier on in the day on social media, but because we were so busy, I didn't see it. So uh, that was really cool to see him in the audience. I've been anticipating that for a while. He's going to do very well there. Um, the four-way for the women's title was very good. Probably the weakest match in the show, but that sounds worse than it actually is because obviously there's going to be a weak match, like weaker compared to everything else on the show. But it was still a very fun, fatal four-way. 
Um, Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, and Bianca Belair. Very good match. Baszler retained. Not the popular decision, but uh, we'll see where they go with no. that. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Interesting I, match. I wanted Io Shirai to win. I wanted Io Shirai to win too. Anyone really but Baszler, yet she won anyway, so whatever. Um, we'll see where they go with that. And then Pete Dunne and Walter had a fucking kick-ass match. Great to see Pete Dunne wrestle in person. I think I've seen him wrestle in person maybe one or two other times. But yeah, that was really cool. Guy's an absolute star. He just screams star. Um, the two-year oh, yeah. two reign as WWE United Kingdom champion has come to an end at the hands of Walter, who's also very good. Got to see him in person for the first... Actually, I've seen him in person once before. He faced Matt Riddle at a show that I went to a few years ago, which was very interesting. Um, but yeah, great match here. A new UK champion. Pete Dunne, maybe main roster bound, possibly? I will cry real tears if I hear his music on the main roster. Like, I, I'm i a huge Pete Dunne fan. I love him. Ratman all the way. I've called him Ratman since the beginning. I love him. That was a cool, that was a cool match. Like, I was still fucking shocked when he lost like after we were talking about it for a while like leading up to it like we knew he was gonna like it like he was probably gonna lose like we were thinking he was gonna lose so we were prepared for it but just the just seeing him not be a champion is just weird i don't know yeah he's been champion now for two years so it's almost like he's naked without it so it's pretty crazy uh, and we'll see where he ends up yeah you know, coming off the title loss. I would hope that he's headed to the main roster. There's nothing more for him to do in NXT UK. So whether it's next week or sometime soon, he's got to end up on Raw or SmackDown in the not-so-distant future. Excellent match. The main event was probably my favorite match of the night. Um, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship, two out of three falls. Really, if you said any of, any of these matches were your favorite, you won't go wrong with any of them because they were all excellent. But the main event in particular I thought was a... Five-star classic here. Um, the first two falls were a little slow. I'll give them that. But I thought they were well... The, the story was well told. Um, it wasn't supposed to be anything special because they wanted the build to a great third and final fall with a lot of near falls, undisputed air interfering to no avail. They had the crowd They had the crowd in the palm of their fucking hand here. That's how great this match was throughout. Start to finish, amazing masterpiece of a match. Johnny Gargano in the end, overcoming the odds to become the new NXT champion. Cinderella story, uh, I, 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 just a beautiful ending to his Cinderella story here. You had Tommaso Ciampa come out, congratulate Johnny. Great way to go off the show, and that was uh, NXT TakeOver New York. I honestly was too tired to focus on the main event because I was like, when is this over? I'm so tired right now. Like, because Friday was such a packed day. And, uh, like, for, I think for you and me both, Friday was the worst day for us, like, being on our feet because my feet were fucking throbbing. So I wasn't really focused on the main event too, too much, to be honest. Um, but I did pay attention to the end. I paid I paid attention to the last, like, the last section of it. Um, so that it was, it was pretty good. I mean, interesting matchup between, like, arrogant Adam Cole and, like, humble Johnny Gargano saying he worked his ass off to get to where he is and Adam Cole's like some arrogant asshole and he's just like whatever I'm the shit so very interesting matchup and they they did a really good job and yeah everyone was very loud during this match in a good way they were very invested in it so if they're like that you know they did a great job no definitely was one of the most emotionally invested matches on the entire card both guys were perfect here in their respective roles just a uh, tremendous main event to an otherwise outstanding show. 
And uh, really, like, everyone was buzzing coming out of the show. Like, walking out, I was like, holy shit, we just watched an amazing show. So, um, yeah, no, that was an amazing takeover. Cannot wait to watch that back on the network at some point in the next few days or weeks or so. So that was Friday. Um, easily the most jam-packed day between getting up early, not getting back until, like, 12.30, probably even, like, around that time. We got back pretty late because takeover ended at, like, 10.30. Um, and then we stayed a little longer afterwards to go to Applebee's because it was just so bad in terms of like rides and shit as soon as the show ended um but yeah no Friday was jam-packed Saturday just as exciting equally as exciting wake up early again to go to WrestleCon first person we meet Sean freaking Michaels and had him sign the Intercontinental title so he was cool got to take a picture with him got to uh, interact with some fans in line so that was awesome um other people that we got to meet at Access included but not limited to um, we got to meet Ric Flair, had him sign the championship, Tito Santana, Cole Cabana, Jay Lethal, who was not supposed to be there, but he saw you wearing his shirt, and we asked him for a picture. He obliged, very happy, He's stoked in the picture, as are you. That was fucking cool. Yes. Oh, my God, it was so fucking awesome. And right across from him was SCU. SCU, who we also got to meet, and they were very nice. Got a, got a picture, got a T-shirt. They were fucking cool. But uh, like I said, Tito Santana, Rob Van Dam, Val Venus, Shane Douglas, Rikishi, D'Lo Brown, the Godfather. A um, lot, a lot of cool people I got to have sign the championship. But uh, SD was awesome. Cole Cabana was very nice. Got to meet Scott Steiner as well. Marty the Moth Martinez from Lucha Underground. Santino Morella. Um, just a lot of cool people just walking around, which was awesome. So uh, your experience at WrestleCon, Alexis. Um, that would probably be one of my favorite things that we did because it was like, it was like, uh, it was like when we went to Comic-Con, but like five times better because there were just, there was people, you're surrounded by a whole bunch of people that I, I knew a lot of them too. Like Christian was there too, which was really cool. Vicky Guerrero, throw up in my mouth was there too. So that was interesting. It was just, it was really, it was really cool to like walk into people that like you walked into a lot of people. I know that. Um, we walked into the the founder of Ring of Honor, which was cool. Yeah, Kerry Selkin, that was cool. Got a picture with him. Yeah, it it was it was very like it was nonstop like excitement. Like, who are we gonna meet next? Who's gonna be here? Who's gonna be there? Like, one of my favorite moments was definitely meeting Jay Lethal. Like, it was so ironic though because we went over to Colt Cabana's um his little stand, his table, and all of a sudden Jay Lethal's standing there. Like, he walks up to him, starts talking to him, and then I'm like. I'm whispering into your ear. I'm like, Graham, and you didn't hear me. And then you look, you're like, it's Jay Lethal. Like, yes, it is. Like, it was so fucking cool to see, like, a Ring of Honor champion right in front of me. And I was wearing, like, the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite moment. Yeah, that was awesome. That was completely spur of the moment, which a lot of things that happened, like, over the course of the weekend were, like, a lot of things were, like, perfect circumstance, perfect timing. And that was one of them. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Jay Lethal was super nice. I've met him before, so I was glad to give you the spot. Like, you know, like, you know, I'll share you, you know, whatever. You can take the picture with him. That's oh fine. That's God, fine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he was super cool. Could not have been nicer. And you met him while he was the Ring of Honor world champion, too. That's that's even cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah, now you can say you met Jay Lethal and all these other people. So, yeah, no, it was a it was a great time at WrestleCon. Very intimate environment. A lot of people. A lot of people to think. And, um, again, if you don't like standing around, you don't like walking, may not be the best event for you, but I would put that aside like we did to meet as many. We got to meet a shit ton of people. 
Um, and they were all very cool for the most part. So, um, yeah, well recommend checking out WrestleCon. Unlike Access, this was my first time at WrestleCon. I heard it was happening, and I saw as many, you know, with as many former IC champions that were there, it would have been a missed opportunity not to go. So, uh, Shawn Michaels... 13, you got 13 signatures. Yeah, including Zack Ryder, yeah. Including Ryder, we got 13 signatures. And that's also not including... Kurt Hawkins, who signed the belt too, but whatever. But um, yeah, at WrestleCon alone, we got a dozen signatures, which was awesome. And uh, Sean and Rick easily had the longest lines that we waited in. I uh, didn't have the chance to meet Bret Hart, but it's not a big deal. I can get them another time. Michaels was cool. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Rick Flair was cool too. We've been trying to meet him for a while. He was supposed to be the Comic-Con that we went to in November, and he left early. Or he wasn't there because he was sick or some dumb shit, so... Uh, I was half expecting him to up and leave <laughs> when we were there on, on Saturday, but thankfully that was not the case. Um, yeah. yeah, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, definitely check out WrestleCon. Very, very intimate environment, and um, everyone is awesome. They're always willing to talk and create conversations, so definitely check it out if you go to WrestleMania weekend. Uh, so we left there. We're hanging out in Starbucks and in Delhi for a while. I ran into uh, Matt Cross, a.k.a. Son of Havoc, from Lucha Underground outside. I Stole your phone real quick to take a picture because mine was charging. So thank you for that. That was cool. Um, of course. And then we went to uh, Ring of Honor G1 Supercard after that with uh, the New Japan guys on the show too. Your first time at Madison Square Garden, my second for a wrestling show. Um, very nice arena. Very easy to get in. We got there in uh, just perfect time. And um, yeah, I love the arena. It's very nice. They only just renovated it a couple a couple of years ago. A lot of fans in there, jam-packed. We were behind the stage, so we couldn't see the entrances, which wasn't great for, like, when the Japanese guys came out, at least for some of them, because, like, honestly, like, half of those guys, I don't even know who they are. Um, I know, like, the bigger guys. I don't know the smaller wrestlers, like the people that were in the Honor Rumble. But um, beyond that, it was a great time. The crowd was electric. It was a long show. Uh, very enjoyable show, though. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. So that was uh, G1 Supercard. We had Jeff Cobb, who was the fucking man. He beat Will Ospreay <laughs> to win the Never Openweight title and retain his Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Great match. The three-way ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship was also very good. Matt Taven reigning supreme as a new champion. A lot of new champions crowned over the course of the night. Um, Kelly Klein won gold. Kota Ibushi won gold in a great match with uh, Tetsu, uh, Tetsuya Naito. Okada beat Jay White to win back the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Great match, great moment. Uh, crowd was electric for Okada. Uh, Cass and Enzo showed up, which was a moment, I guess. Dear um, God, did they show up? They they were there. Um, I wouldn't say that was my favorite moment, just because I I just cannot stand and I cannot stand them at this point. But that easily got everyone talking more than anything else for the most part on the show. Um, so that was pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, just a fantastic pay per view overall for a. Uh, for your second Ring of Honor show, first New Japan show, technically. What were your biggest takeaways, including your thoughts on the end zone cast running? Well, thank you for uh, including that, because I'd be happy to talk about that. Well, one of my favorite things was our seat, because our seats were very casual. Like, we were not in, like, your, you know, run-of-the-mill, like, stadium seating, like, elbow-to-elbow with people. We were not in, like, any of that type of thing. We were in handicap seating all the way at the top, which does kind of, it sounds like a bad thing, but honestly, I would say it's, like, one of my favorite spots to sit in during the entire weekend. The only thing was we couldn't see anybody enter, which was not that big of a deal because, I, honestly, I'd rather have that happen for Ring of Honor than, like, a, like no, exactly. Raw or WrestleMania. So it wasn't that bad. Um, 
it was it was really fun sitting in those seats. It just made it that much more entertaining and that much more cool because it was so casual and like laid back. Um, the Japanese wrestlers were really really interesting. Like it just like it was it was really cool to see like the different ways that people take the sport on in like different countries just because you can tell the differences between um the united states and japan which was it was a really awesome combination with all the different wrestlers um saturday saturday night i believe Mm -hmm. um the enzo and cast thing here's the thing when we were watching i forget which match this was during it was definitely it was a japanese match but the winner it, w- it was like I guess it was a face winner like a, g- like a good guy and everyone was cheering and all of a sudden you just see this dipshit with like ugly platinum <laughs> blonde hair come out from the audience into the like ring and starts beating the shit out of some of the wrestlers the Briscoe brothers came out they, they were like punching the shit out of this guy and you were even saying to me you're like oh I think that's a fan and we're like oh okay what the fuck and this was right after we happened like we found out what happened with the whole Bret Hart thing so we're like Jesus Christ Saturday is not a good day for Wrestlemania weekend so Mm -hmm. we're just like watching this unfold I saw Bully Ray like Jesus Christ I would not want to get in the way of that man he's very intimidating he starts beating the shit out of this guy and then all of a sudden somebody in front of us was like everyone says fuck you Enzo and we're like what and this guy's like, yeah, that's en- Enzo and Big Cast. And my first thought is, how come this wasn't on Twitter or wasn't on anything or wasn't, like, made public during the show beforehand? Like, did they just randomly walk in and then immediately go into the ring and start beating everybody up? Or were they watching the whole show from the beginning and then decided, okay, let's just roll in, like... It was just none of it was televised. So I, we're all just sitting there like, this has to be real. Because if it wasn't, it would be televised. Like when Velvet Sky and her little bimbo friend came out, that was televised. So we're like, all right, this is clearly staged, whatever. It's clearly a part of the show. Enzo and Big Cass coming out, not televised, looked real. They they literally looked like they were punching the fuck out of each other. And they were wearing like their shirts. It was almost like what happened at, I think, Survivor Series. And Enzo and Big Cass both got thrown out, as usual, and they were flipping off the crowd. We were all chanting, like, fuck you, Enzo, and, like, shut the fuck up or something. We were chanting some nasty stuff at them, but it was wild. That that was wild, and we found out later that they, I, I guess they did sign or something. Yeah, I think they, I think they signed. Yeah, I think it was all planned, but, yeah, they did sign. I mean, I was telling, I was telling you, I'm like, if this was all planned and it was, we found out it was. Great job on Ring of Honor for doing that. Not not on signing them. Like, gee, thanks for signing an alleged rapist. Like, good for you. But um, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but like the way they did it is so smart because they didn't televise it, and they kind of made it seem like a legitimate accident that happened or a legitimate thing that happened. And it was really cool because like since Enzo did that at Survivor Series well, what's stopping him from doing it at a Ring of Honor show? Like, why would they stage that? Like, it just seems so real. Yeah. So they did a really fantastic job on that, but they they should have picked somebody else, but maybe Kushida, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so big cast, total losers, very disappointed in Ring of Honor. 
Yeah, no, the execution was amazing, but if it was someone else, it would have been a little better because it's like the heat of the moment. Okay, that was awesome, but it's like, okay. Then you then it starts to sink in. Holy shit, they just signed Enzo and Cass. Why? Like, yeah. why, though? You know what I mean? Like, they have the Briscoe... So they have the Briscoe Brothers, great tag team. They have Villain Enterprises. They have a lot of good tag teams in Ring of Honor. No need to bring in the fuck... Like, the, you, you lose the Elite and you bring in Enzo and Cass. That just doesn't seem like a fair trade to me. No, it doesn't. They were also... I think they were also at... um, They were also at WrestleCon or something. They were at some... Weren't they at WrestleCon? Yeah, Enzo was at WrestleCon. I don't know if it was earlier on on Saturday. I He was probably there just on Friday. But he was at WrestleCon at one point or another, yes. Yeah, I have no interest in meeting either of those clowns. But um yeah, that was that was Ring of Honor G one Supercard. That was an interesting moment for sure. But overall it was a great show. I thought the New Japan matches were a bit better. But the Ring of Honor stuff wasn't bad at all. The um the, the Ring of Honor uh ladder match was great. Like I said, Matt Taven winning. Juan and Marty Skrull or T or Juan and Marty Skrull or Lethal to win, but I like Taven, so I was glad that he won. Um, the Jeff Cobb match, I would honestly say Jeff Cobb, Will Ospreay was probably my favorite match in the entire show. What about you? Of course it was. It had to have been. I, I thought that was a great way to kick off the show. The whole show was great. Every match was either very good or great. I thought that was, uh, the best match on the show. Probably just because I was wearing my Jeff Cobb shirt, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I like the, uh... I, I don't know who was in it. It was a Japanese match, but it was the one where when, when you went to go get picked oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like eight was minutes, but favorite. it was good. It was, uh, I think it was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title or something like that. But it was Bandito, Dragon Lee, and Taji Ishimura. And I think it was uh, uh, Dragon Lee that won. I think that was his name. So, uh, yeah, great match. A hell of a sprint for eight minutes long, and that was great. I think that was coming off the end zone cast thing. But um, yeah, fantastic match. But overall, it, it was it was cool. The only thing I would I would criticize about this whole show, aside from signing uh, an alleged rapist, good job, um, <laughs> would be <laughs> would be the terrible technicalities that happened. Oh, like, during the honor rumble, yeah, that was bad. Oh my god, it was so bad. It was like they they did like the wrong screen for like somebody's entrance, like the. That, that guy, the beer guy. And oh, then, yeah, um, Beer City Bruiser, yeah. Beer, beer, beer. You don't even drink King or Chanting. Beer. I know. That was, how can you not chant for the guy? The guy was cool. Um, and then um, they something happened with the, the buzzer they had in between. Like, you know, like, like in the Royal Rumble, they have, like, that buzzer they do. But this one was so, like, it was like a little, little pussy bu- buzzer. It was like, beep. And then... At one point, like during someone else like entering, first of all, the entrances were like I want to say thirty to like ten to thirty seconds in between each other, so it wasn't really like a minute or anything. But they had to rush it, so it figures. But the buzzer, when somebody was like about to come out, sometimes it would be like ten seconds long. It would be like be, and we're like, when is this? All right, okay. And then one time in particular. Someone's about to come out. Out really five, four, three, two, one, and the buzzer just goes beep. And then someone comes out. It was so weird. Like, all right. Yeah, it was super inconsistent. They got a. I don't know if they do that for all their honor rumbles, but specifically that one. That was a fucking mess. 
It was a mess. <laughs> the final stretch was good when they had those two guys, Jushin Thunder, Liger, and Great Muda, and there the crowd went nuts with that shit. But beyond that, this was a fucking mess. This belonged in the <laughs> this belonged in the Parisio. But uh it was pretty bad. There was just a lot of confusing moments. People had no idea who they were. Cole Cabana being in there was cool. I was not expecting that. That was a cool moment, too. I forgot about that. Um, that was cool. That was cool. Kenny King won the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, that was a mess. But, overall, this was a great show. Um, long, but, again, I expected it. I was not all that surprised by it. But, uh, yeah, they definitely uh, made an impact in their MSG debut. So, that was Saturday. Uh, we haven't even gotten to WrestleMania yet. Yet WrestleMania, talk about long shows. This was a long show. Uh, MSG yeah. started at 7.30. We got there at 6.15. That was when they had the first women's match. So that was like six hours long. Mania was even longer. Started earlier, ended later. Um, thankfully, we did not do anything the morning of WrestleMania. We stayed at the hotel no. until we had to leave. Uh, no access, no Comic-Con, no WrestleCon, no nothing. We just stayed there until we left around like 2 or 3, which was great to catch up on sleep. And um, getting there wasn't bad, and getting going, you know, going from Penn Station and MSG to uh, Secaucus or whatever the fuck it was, it wasn't that bad. Um, getting out was a nightmare, which we'll talk about after the WrestleMania review. But like I said, we're not talking every match because it would take forever. Overall yeah. impressions of Mania, though, very good if not a great show. I thought this was a very good WrestleMania. Um, I was, I was, uh, you know, skeptical. That they would do the right thing with all the big matches, that being Rollins and Lesnar, Becky and uh, Ronda and Charlotte, and then Kofi and Bryan. But they did. Mm-hmm. All three of the top fan favorites won, and they were all very good matches. Um, I mean, Rollins wasn't really much of a match, but it was an amazing moment, and it was a fucking great way to kick off the show. Um, yeah. I thought the good definitely outweighed the bad on this show. There were some matches that just either weren't good or I just completely forgot about, like... The women's tag team title match kind of sort of sucked. That match was not good. Thankfully, I missed it because I went to go pay. Um, that was a piss break. McIntyre and Roman, I didn't want to do the wave, but I'm not going to lie to you. It just was a very forgettable match. It was perfectly fine, but it was it was a match that you would see on Raw, and people just did not give two shits. Our section was the section that started the wave, though. Yeah, I don't like the wave, but, you know, at least in a circumstance yeah, was, like that. I was that, proudly doing the wave. I didn't I, I get two craps about the match. I know, I know, I know. But it was it was all right, but the match was not good. The match was not good. Um, no. It was it was all right, but it wasn't that great. People were doing the wave during the Triple H match. I didn't like that. I liked the match. It was not. I'm not going to sit here and praise it as the best match in the show. I enjoyed it, is what I should say. I like Batista a lot. He had a great entrance. Um, and I like McIntyre's entrance too, but those weren't McIntyre's entrance was definitely like one of my favorites of the night. It was fucking badass. It was an, I had, I had to cheer for that match. I mean that entrance. That was sick. Yeah. I want to go back and watch a lot of these back on the network just to get a feel for how they came off on TV. Um, but that was cool. Um, those were really the only weak points of the show. Otherwise every match either was good, great, or fucking awesome. I thought the best match on the show by far was the, WWE title match with Brian and Kofi, but just between the match and the build and the moment when Kofi won, the crowd went nuts. It was everything about it was just simply amazing. Um, the crowd was super into that. They were all into the uh, everyone was into the women's match, even though it went on last. Um, AJ and Orton had a good match. They had a good match with Shane and Miz. I liked that match. The Raw tag team title match was good. The SmackDown tag team title match was good. Um, Hulk Hogan coming back was cool. John Cena's segment was awesome. So, um, all things considered, this was a great show, I would say. Um, 
this was probably my favorite. This was my favorite out of everything. This was definitely my favorite show just because I'm all about, like, the experience and being there. Like, I know you told me a couple weeks ago WrestleMania is all about the spectacle, and I agree with that because it's a lot of fireworks. It's a lot of, like, surprises and stuff like that, and I am all about that. I'm all about the surprises. I love surprises. Hint, hint. Um, so <laughs> I... I fucking love this show. It was so much fun to be a part of. Like, I was screaming when Seth Rollins won. Like, when he won, I was jumping in the air. I was so shocked I wasn't on camera because I was so into this entire show from beginning almost to end. The main event was just – the main event was honestly kind of disappointing in my opinion. Um, But, you know, that being said, I enjoyed the entire thing. It was was an amazing show. Like, I really liked it. And – I don't really give a shit if people say, you know, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't that good. Like, this one was better. But I, I really fucking liked it. For somebody who hasn't – I don't think I've – I don't remember watching a WrestleMania. I feel like this is the first one I've ever watched. Like, I don't remember paying attention to any previous ones, just watching, like, moments from other ones. So I haven't watched a full WrestleMania before this. So it was it was definitely an A-plus – or like an A to an A-plus in my opinion. Highlights, like, my favorite parts, I would say um, – John Cena coming out as the Doctor of Thugonomics. I didn't even know that was a thing, so I got that on camera, and I'm just sitting there like, "What the fuck is this? I don't, I don't get what, what is this?" But then when he came out and he started rapping, I was like, "Holy fuck, this is awesome!" And people were like going nuts for him. People were cheering him. Um, that was pretty damn cool. Um, I would say like, yeah, Seth Rollins winning was my favorite moment by far of the entire show. Mm-hmm. Just. Just because I talked to you so many times about this, and I said he's winning, and you're like, no, he's not. He's not winning. I want him to win, but he's not going to win. Yeah. And he fucking won, and it was just so cool because nobody thought he was going to win because why would th- why would they give it to us now? They didn't – like, Finn Balor didn't win, so why, why would Seth Rollins win? Like, yeah, it's at WrestleMania, but why would he win? Like, he won. It was fucking awesome. I lost my shit. After that, I sounded like a smoker, so – that was cool and then the Drew McIntyre entrance that was another thing that I was like holy shit this is so badass Triple H's entrance was interesting I think it was a spinoff of Mad Max Fury Road but that kind of makes no sense if it was because the movie came out like three years ago so okay um that was interesting Batista seeing Batista live was really cool too and we started some people started chanting Thanos that was funny funny um that that was pretty cool um, the Daniel Bryan and Kofi match, I would say, like, like technically, like, wrestling-wise, it was, I would say it was the best just because it was the most dynamic. It had a lot of different things going on in it. Um, it wasn't necessarily all about the entertainment, more about, like, the wrestling, I would say. And the ending was really cool. Like, but I thought it was interesting. There was no, there was no talking in the beginning, no interference of any kind, like, it was almost as if Vince had no say in how the match was going to go, which was really interesting to see, but that was cool. The The main event, um, the main event was a letdown. Like everybody's talking about how the ending was botched. I totally believe it was botched. It, it probably wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was. I don't know, but I'm not a big Becky Lynch fan. I've never given a shit about her. I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever will. I'll cheer for her winning. I knew she was going to win, so that's cool, but I don't really give two shits about her. But 
Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was definitely a great show. I enjoyed the entire fucking thing beginning to end. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Like you said, a total spectacle. And uh, the moments were really what made this a great WrestleMania. Like, you could talk about match quality. And not every match was like, oh, I'd go back and watch the whole thing. There really weren't many matches like that. There were moments. And WrestleMania, for the most part, is all about moments. It's not going to be a great, like, takeover. Every match was fucking phenomenal. And uh, they, they had great moments, too. But WrestleMania is more so about moments. Like, Rollins and Lesnar, it was a two-minute match. The moment yeah. of Rollins winning, though was outstanding. The crowd was on their feet. No one expected it. That was a crazy way to kick off the show. It was awesome. Kofi and Brian was really the only match that was a great match and a great moment. So that was cool. The main yeah. event, like you said, was a bit of a letdown. I thought it was a good match, um, but it felt like it was rushed. I mean, yep. it took place at midnight, so I don't blame them. But the crowd was into it, though. For a midnight match, the crowd was definitely into it. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I'm glad Becky won. It was the right woman who won, but, uh, it felt a little abrupt to have Becky win when she did. And, you know, whether it was botched or planned, nobody really knows even three days, you know, four days out removed from the show. Um, but it was a good match and, uh, yeah, just my only real nitpick, like again, some matches were better than others. I didn't really care about that. The show is just way too fucking long. They got to cut down on this shit. And some matches were like Joe and Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. Didn't really need to happen, but they were perfect in being like short and sweet. Joe and Rey was like 60 seconds. I thought, perfect. That is perfect. Um, Balor and Bobby, like two or three minutes. Perfect length. They didn't They didn't drag it out. People would have shat all over it if they did. Got to see the demon. Good shit. I thought that was great. Um, that was perfect. And the John Cena thing was also an unexpected treat. Because, you know, what I said going into the show, I said this last week with RJ, hey, you know what, we've seen John Cena interrupt Elias before. I don't really care to see that. He showed up, and he had one of the best segments of the entire night with Elias. He went in there, got his shit in, said what he needed to say, got people laughing and, you know, ooh and eyeing and shit, and that was it, and he left. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Elias John Cena segment was great overall just an outstanding show I thoroughly enjoyed it and again they probably could have cut back on the time length a little bit um, I don't agree with people saying that it should be a two day event I don't think that's a good idea the Super Bowl is not a two day event why the fuck should Wrestlemania be a two day event I just don't think that makes any sense um, but yeah I, I thought it was a great show overall really the only issues that we had with this event was leaving Wrestlemania from MetLife Stadium which was an absolute mm-hmm. nightmare which, uh, if you want to go into more detail about Alexis. Um, well, I, I even got some stuff on video, which maybe wasn't appropriate at the time, but it's interesting to look back on it. But the thing was, they said there were 82,000 people in there, probably just 80,000. They probably were, you know, fucking that up and just making it seem, like, bigger than it was. But the problem was getting 80,000 people. And, and you don't realize, like, that's a lot of people until you're like, okay, that's 10,000 people plus 10,000 plus another 10,000. Like that's a lot of fucking people. And you got to get all those people onto trains in Ubers, in taxis, or just out of the stadium, out of the vicinity and safely home. MetLife did not give two fucking shits about how people got home. It seems because as soon as we, first of all, we stayed like everybody else stayed until until they were done celebrating until it was over. It was officially over. They announced, okay, thanks for coming. It's over. So we get out and we're, we're outside. We're just kind of like, okay, where, where are we going? Like our original plan was to see how much an Uber is 
and then to probably take the train home. I was a little weary about that just because I don't know how Penn Station is at night. I know how Grand Central is at night, so I didn't. I kind of felt uncomfortable walking into Penn Station, like not not knowing if it's going to be an unsafe area because Penn Station is a little sketchy. So I was like a little weary about that, but it came to a point where I was like, you know what? If we have to take the train, I'm going to be terrified, but I'm making Graham murder anybody that gets in our way. So I even said that to you. I said, you have to kill anybody that, that wants to scare me. Oh, I would have. <laughs> I know you would have. In a heartbeat. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even have to tell you that. So first of all, we get up to that Uber area, and the Russell Rant listeners, I don't fucking understand this. There was a whole, like, barricade of people inside it inside like this big line and there were like empty parts of the line we're like what the fuck is this and we found out it was a line for uber which makes no sense it makes no sense at all because if i'm in the back of the line and i ordered an uber and it gets here before somebody who's in the front how the fuck am i supposed to get over there that makes no sense it makes literally no sense. MetLife was is run by like monkeys. I swear to God, it makes no fucking sense. I think what's so, worse, I think what's worse too, just to sorry to interrupt you, but real quick, I think what's worse too is that people were dumb enough to believe that that system worked. Like, why would people be waiting? There were a lot of people in line, like thousands of people. Like, what are you people yeah. doing? There were probably at least like, I want to say like five thousand people around where we were. Maybe probably more, but I want to say at least like five to eight thousand people over there in the Uber area, and. They were. It was very congested, and the weather was not terrible at this point when we were at the Uber area for the first time because we did go over there like three different times. Um, so we're we're over there and we're just kind of like waiting around to see because our our first option was okay, let's just wait for some people to leave. But at one point, it seemed like nobody was leaving. Like we were all just stuck there because the whole place is surrounded by highways and police. Were, somebody even told us that police were giving out tickets to other people trying to leave the premises because it was considered jaywalking, which is so fucked up. Like, we're not allowed to leave unless we pay a ticket. Like, how fucked up is that? That yeah, was pretty fucked up, yeah. Yeah, so then it starts raining. And it starts raining when we go over to ask this woman who was, like, working there. And we're like, is this the line for the train? And that line... Graham, no joke, that line had to have had at least 10,000 people in it. Easily. And she's like, yep, she's like, yep, this is the line. I'm like, what the fuck? And she told us our best bet was to get an Uber. So we're like, okay. So we're walking around. We go to the other lot on the other side of the parking lot, which it was a lot of walking, like, for both you and me. Um, but we went around to the other side of the parking lot, starts literally pouring hundreds of people probably about a thousand people were standing underneath the bridge with us we were just waiting just seeing what we could do and we end up seeing this like shuttle we go over there and it was just really sketchy probably some guy like making his own shuttle business like sell like selling rides for like 50 200 bucks there were taxi drivers walking around asking us to like get in their car for a taxi ride it was really weird so we ended up sitting in like the stairwell where there were probably like there were a couple like I would say like you know about 100 people 200 people in there and it connected to a tunnel which had I would say about a thousand people in there like 500 people and we were just sitting on the stairs and I know you told me you ordered an Uber and it would take like 40 minutes to get there and WrestleRant listeners this was at about 2.30 in the morning 
So that was like two hours after the show ended, which is fucking crazy. There were still tens of thousands of people still there. A lot of them were children. Like, and you even said to me, which I didn't even realize, like, people probably had work the next day. Kids had school the next day. Like, and this was happening. Like, this is so fucked up. So I was, I started talking to this woman and she had like a guy with her. Like they were talking to us and they were pretty nice. And they actually offered us to go in their Uber ride with them so we could get to their hotel and then get an Uber from there. And the ride was getting there in like five minutes. And when, when I tell you, we ran, we ran, like we ran in the pouring rain to this car. We ended up getting in the car at almost 3 AM. We got to the hotel that they were staying at super nice people. And then we ended up getting back to our hotel at four in the morning. It was crazy. It He's... was, it was absolutely insane. Had there, that had to have been illegal. No doubt. Yeah. There, there's someone's getting in trouble for that one. I know New Jersey transit was blaming WWE. WWE has not publicly commented on the matter at all, but, uh, I know that the train shut down. The Uber system was a mess. It was completely ridiculous. God forbid there was an emergency or something. We all would have been fucked. But um, it just, it was, the, the actual definition of what a hellhole would be like if it was a real thing. Or like a penitentiary. That is what I imagine like a jail yard being like. With tens of thousands of people. With nowhere to go. Security being everywhere. And yelling at you if you cross the street. It was so bad. And no one seemed to have any answers either. Which made it even worse. I know they don't have no. the answers to everything. But they didn't really make it sound like, okay, well, you can do this, they'll be here soon. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. Nobody. Not the fans, not the officials, nobody. It the was worst part atrocious. Was, was that the Uber the Uber system like crashed near MetLife, so you can't you couldn't even order it was really hard to order an Uber on MetLife premises and the rides were about like hundred and fifty bucks. And there were no taxi drivers coming in and out, which made no sense. There were no shuttles. If if that, there were shuttles for the fucking employees that worked there. How fucked up is that? And to top it all off, um, the train was shut down at like 1 a.m. So like, what are we supposed to do? Just mm -hmm. wait there? Made zero sense. Yeah, they, it was like they were setting us up to sleep over at fucking MetLife. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was awful. It was incredibly bizarre. So thankfully we got out of there. It was an atrocious experience, easily the worst experience I've ever had leaving a wrestling show ever or any type of event. I can't imagine it being much worse than that. Um, so hopefully it's not that bad come WrestleMania 36 in Tampa. Um, but 33, I had left in a car with Noah and Jason and his friend. Um, so we, I don't know if it was as bad there, if like the Uber system was bad. I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. It was really bad in MetLife. At least you could leave the premises in Orlando. It was... Not like that at all in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, which was a sketchy area to begin with. Um, so that was WrestleMania. That aside, it was a great, 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 great show. Um, and then we had our final day um, in terms of wrestling shows that we attended on Monday. Again, stayed in the hotel till like 5 or 6. Super smart idea because we were fucking toast. Um, so that was <laughs> after coming back at 4 a.m. Um, yeah. Didn't wake up until closer to noon. I was so tired. So were you. We were. It was bad. It was bad. Um, so <laughs> yeah, thankfully we hung out and watched the Hall of Fame, which was good on Monday. Chilled out for a couple I, hours. I, 
I gotta be honest, I fell asleep to the Hall of Fame. It was so boring. You were watching it. I mean, I, I like to watch it just to, I like to, you know, keep up with everything. That's the type of person I am. We'll go to the Hall of Fame one of these days, uh, just so I could say that we've been. Um, oh, but God. trust I'm me, it's sorry. been way worse. I'll, it was, I'll be dead by then. it was three and a half hours. Uh, the last year's was like five. Um, but it's gotta be a good class. This year's class was not all that strong, but I thought it was a good show. It was all right. The DX one was funny. Um, so we went to Raw. Um, expecting post WrestleMania craziness, which was which there was. It was a very fun show. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It was far from the greatest post WrestleMania Raw I've ever seen. Like far from it. it wasn't even close. But it was still a very good show overall. They had some surprises. Way more on Raw than on SmackDown. Uh, so I'm glad we didn't go to SmackDown. The Hardy Boys title win was good, but the Raw one. I mean, the Raw one was way better. Aside from that, SmackDown was poop. Um, in terms of post WrestleMania craziness, the crowd was rowdy. Um, very energetic crowd. So I was happy about that. Glad you got to experience that. Um, I was happy for the main event turning to shit, if only because you got to see how rowdy a crowd could be at the WrestleMania. So if the if the crowd didn't turn on the show, you probably would have never been able to see it. So uh, for that reason alone, it was it was pretty cool. But it was a pretty bad main event. Um, but on the bright side, we got to see a Bray Wyatt promo. I think it's Bray Wyatt. Oh my Wyatt. god, that was so fucking awesome. That was cool. Lars Sullivan finally debuted, which was one of the highlights of the night for me. Because uh, we've, mm-hmm. been, we've been expecting that for a while now. The Undertaker showed up unexpectedly. I was not expecting that. Uh, I figured, you know, Sullivan would show up. Sami Zayn would return, which he did, which was cool. Um, had a good match with Finn Balor. I was not expecting The Undertaker. So that was awesome, him laying out Elias. We saw a Raw, Raw Tag Team title match and some other cool shit to The Shield, you know, bowing out at the end of the show for Dean Ambrose's actual farewell. I feel bad for anyone who wasn't there to see that. Um, it's on YouTube, but being there for that was really cool. That was a much better end of the night than what we got on TV with Dean Ambrose and the tag team match and all that other dumb shit. But um, yeah, that that was a, it. Was a fun show. It was a really fun show with a lot of cool shit happening. Yeah, I would say um, I keep watching back like those two moments, Lars Sullivan debuting, which was so fucking magical. I loved it. It was so cool. Just just because like he's so he's such an interesting character and. For him to go, like, MIA for a couple of months, like, seeing his video, the network, and on, like, not UFC, I'm such an idiot, USA, um, and then all of a sudden seeing him in person, like, and hearing his music was awesome. That was definitely one of my favorite moments, but I would say my number one moment was The Undertaker showing up. That was fucking cool, especially with that line that Elias said. I feel like that's got to be some sort of, like, quote of the year. Like the next one, and the next superstar to interrupt me is a dead man, and all of a sudden you hear his music, and the crowd just starts screaming. It was amazing. Lacey Evans finally got physical. Oh yeah, that too. Yep. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. I was the only one. Cheer- it was like you and me, and like this other guy that was singing all the lyrics to her song that were cheering for her. That was about it. <laughs> um, just because I again I can't stand Becky Lynch. I, she's so annoying, but. I would love to see another another great matchup would be her the the lady the Southern Belle versus the man like a not not your typical woman versus the typical like Southern Belle very proper lady like that would be a really cool matchup very cool polar opposites but that was interesting um, yeah I the Bray Wyatt thing was really cool I didn't film it I know you did but. I just remember, like, I told you, I, like, I remember watching it. I'm like, this can't be, like, part of a movie or part of a TV show. This has to be, like, a, a wrestling thing. Like, this, like, it was cool to finally see, like, a creepy, mysterious, like, video 
live and be a part of that for the first time like that because I'd never seen something like that before on USA like usually you tell me about it and it's from like five years ago like because again I just started watching like not even a year ago so that was really cool and like watching it back on the train home and listening to all this to all the music and and seeing that okay that's definitely got to be his theme music turned into like a a lullaby whatever etc etc it was really cool I liked the show I, I thought it was great. Sami Zayn being a dick was so funny. <laughs> that like, was amazing. Everybody, everybody else was like cheering him on, and I know you were like, as soon as as soon as he goes, I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, you goes, you, you were like this. You're like, all right, here he goes, here it comes, here it comes, and you're like filming it on your phone, and he's like, I did not miss any of this or any one of you. And we're all like, yay! It was so funny. That was great. The whole, I don't know if we cheated, we are scumbags, but it was something along those lines, though. We are toxic. Is that what people chanted? Yeah, it was toxic. Oh, okay. That was funny. Yeah, no, the whole promo um, was great. <laughs> Love his yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. But another funny thing that happened was definitely during the main event. Top three things that, that happened. I know you hated one of them, but I was gladly doing it. The CM Punk chant. I know everyone hates that. But I think it's such a fuck you to the company that I thought it was so funny. Like, you're going to screw us over with a main event like this. Okay, fuck you, CM Punk. And then the um, AEW chants were all also pretty funny. And I, I, I heard a The Elite chant, and people were chanting, delete, delete, for the Hardy Boys. Yeah. But the best one was the beach ball moment. That was amazing. Like, Cesaro coming out into the crowd taking a beach ball going back to the ring and crushing it he hates the beach so, balls it was so entertaining and see like when we saw the security like fucking sonic run over to a guy with a beach ball and go to fucking demolish it, it was so scary but like funny at the same time Listen, I'm not a big... I, I'm of two minds in the whole beach ball thing. Sometimes I think it's stupid as fuck, and it just takes away from the show. And other times, the company gets what they deserve. No one gave two shits about Seth Rollins and Kofi Kingston versus the bar, because it made no sense, and it amounted to nothing, and nothing happened. There was no special swerve, return, debut, nothing. It wasn't even that great. So, I feel bad for like the people in the match, but, I mean, again, it, it really depends on the match. It really does. Because that match, like like I said, Drew and Ra- Drew and Reigns at WrestleMania, eh, I feel like people should have given them more of a chance. The main event of Raw, no one gave a shit. They lost us at that point. They were like, okay, just take over the show because we're not going to give you what you want. So I really, yeah. th- that's in the company. The CM Punk thing I still think is stupid. I'm not saying I don't like CM Punk. I love CM Punk. But he's not coming back anytime soon. It just I feel like it's a waste. But I did chant for AEW. I funny. I thought the Elite thing was funny. Um, I, I liked everything else, even the beach balls. I was in, I was in favor of. So it goes back and forth with me, but I liked that overall. But it was a great experience and great uh, atmosphere to be a part of for the post WrestleMania Raw. But um, yeah, no, I thought it was a good time. That shit was awesome, and it was uh, really, really funny. So hopefully next year we can go to uh, Raw as well. And we can have a similar experience, if not even a better one. But uh, yeah, that closed out the WrestleMania weekend on a high note. We left early the next morning and. Here we are, back in good old CT, now planning for Tampa, WrestleMania 36. So, before we close it out, Alexa, we've been here on the show now for about an hour and a half. Your biggest takeaways from uh, WrestleMania 36 weekend, or 35 weekend. I'm already getting ahead of myself here. Um, I'm just looking forward to the Superstar shakeup next week, and I'm especially looking forward to what they're going to do with Bray Wyatt, just because 
what the fuck was that creature in the in the video thing? But it might have been a buzzard. I heard I heard Salamonster say it might have been a buzzard. So we'll say. So I've I've heard buzzard, but I don't know what the hell that is. So I've seen that all over YouTube. But I I like uh, all all the surprises. I I have I will remember those forever. Like seeing the Undertaker live was by far one of like the top five or top three favorite things that happened. It was amazing everything about the trip was just absolutely amazing i i had the time of my life at that trip it was it was great so i i had a great time everything was great really there was no there was no down point except for the whole post wrestlemania thing but that ended up working itself out so yeah i would say 10 out of uh, probably a 20 out of 10 trip i had a great time Absolutely agree. Easily bet, and not easily, but it barely edges out Mania 33 weekend for me, which says a lot because that was a great weekend too. But this was even better. We got to do even more stuff. We got to do even more stuff, meet even more people, go to even more shows. Uh, broke my record. My prior record is going to three consecutive wrestling shows within three days a couple years ago, and I beat that with four this weekend. So it was pretty crazy. And props to you for sticking through all of it. Uh, there was a, we did a lot of shit and RJ was even skeptical on Friday after you were almost falling asleep during takeover of all shows, but you were awake and alert during the mania main event, which was crazy. And, and supercar too. And again, we, we stayed out late every day, but we'll maybe make some tweaks to the schedule the next time we go next year. But, uh, now we can officially say that we've done it all. It was amazing being with, uh, you for that show. And I said this on hashtag, I put this, it'll be up soon enough on YouTube, but, uh, not only was the event itself, Mania was great, Supercard was great, Con, WrestleCon, Axis, it was all amazing, we got to meet a lot of great people, but I think even more so for me, and I said this on, again, hashtag AskGSim for my full explanation on it, this WrestleMania weekend for me was less about me and more about you, because you have yet to really go to anything like this, and the first one was, this was your first one, I've been to one before, and it was great the first time, this was equally amazing, if not even better, which I would argue that it was, um, but just to see your reactions to certain things, that being the take return, Sullivan, uh, Rollins winning the title, Johnny Gargano becoming NXT champion, all this other shit, all the people that we got to meet, was even cooler for me than it was to experience it for myself, um, so hopefully we can have an even better time come WrestleMania 36 weekend in, in, in Tampa, and considering that it was our nine-month anniversary as well, made the whole thing even sweeter. So, um, had a, an amazing time. So, our first WrestleMania together, and hopefully not our last. Like I said, already planning the trip for Tampa. So. The weather will be much better. It wasn't terrible weather either. It only really rained after Mania, which was terrible. And even that, like you said, that was the only real down point. But even that's going to be an amazing story in like a week or so. And it already is a great story because it was like, yeah. I laughed when we were there. I'm like, this is going to be a great story because this is just so bad. You did. You see, you just burst into like laughing because this fucking shady guy was like, hey, where are you going? Where are you going? You going to the Hilton? We're like, yeah, we're going to the Hilton, even though we weren't going to the fucking Hilton. No, I was just but, copying whatever the guy said in front of me just so we could leave. But I'm not, he's not taking my money if I don't see a shuttle. Uh, that was so sketchy. But uh, yeah, no, amazing time. And I cannot <laughs> wait for 36. It was such a great time. I had a great time with you. God damn. Yeah, I was so exhausted, yet so fucking worth it. That was amazing. So I told you it was going to be crazy. It was every bit as crazy, if not crazier than I anticipated. And um, yeah, I'm trying to think like... Well, I should say this. We have two things to look forward to in two weeks. We have Avengers Endgame, of course, in two weeks from Friday, which we're going on Thursday to go see it. But the day after that, 
Um, this is not set in stone by any means, but if we do go, Northeast Wrestling is having their version of WrestleMania. It's called WrestleFest. And we've talked about this for a few months now. SCU! They're going to be there, which is going to be cool. Um, Bully Ray. We can meet Bully Ray, which would be awesome. I've We're met Bully Ray. We're definitely going because Bully Ray's there, and I love Bully Ray. So I don't know why you're saying it's not set in stone. Yeah, it's that's a good point. Is. If I'm saying that Mania 36 is set in stone, i got to say that that show is set in stone, too. So we got to go to that. Hopefully Jason can join us. But, uh, yeah, i got to meet Bully Ray. I've already met Bully Ray, but we'd love to meet him again. you got to meet him for the first time. SCU will be there. The Lucha Brothers, uh, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix from Lucha Underground. They're going to be at uh, uh, Double or Nothing next month. So that would be cool. Um, Corey Graves will be there. We didn't have the chance to meet him uh, over Mania weekend, which he was there for that, too. But you can meet him then if you want. I I thought Renee Young would be there. I don't think she's there for this one. Maybe Jerry Lawler. But, yeah, there's a lot of cool people at the show coming up. So I'm looking forward to being there for that. So with all that being said, um, we had an amazing time. I cannot wait for next time. And uh, anything else you'd like to plug, uh, plug Alexis, before we uh, ride off into the sunset here on the show? Uh, you know, not not really, honestly. Not really. Aside from the video blog, of course, coming soon. Oh, good God. Okay, so check out the video blog on her channel, Alexis, <laughs> Lex, Lex the Giacomo. Is that what your channel is called? I believe so. Not Alexis, it's Lex the Giacomo. I'll tweet out the link when it goes up on YouTube, and maybe we'll uh, be so in, maybe we'll be in a race contest to see who can get their editing done first and put it up on YouTube. Probably her because she's way better at it than I am. My video blog will literally just be videos compiled together, no music, just literally what it is. So check out hers because it's going to be way better edited and and produced and everything else. So. With all that being said, guys, we'll be back here next week. We didn't even have a chance to do superstar shakeup predictions. I'm thinking AJ's going to Raw. I think Roman's going to SmackDown. I think Pete Dunne might show up on the main roster. Uh, maybe some Undisputed Era action. Cedric on Raw. I put Buddy Murphy on SmackDown. Maybe some vice versa with that shit. Um, Braun Strowman on SmackDown. There's a lot of picks I could see happening. So we won't even get into that here. We'll just wait for the aftermath of the superstar shakeup here on WrestleRant Radio next week. So until then, guys, for the amazing one and only Alexis DiGiacomo, I'm Graham Jason Matthews. We'll catch your ass down the road to WrestleMania 36. I got my mind made up and I can't let go. I'm killing